What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 105. And uh, we are going to be playing through uh, Yakuza 2, particularly Yakuza Kiwami 2. Uh, today I have with me Matt. Hello, friends. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Uh, a lot of things have happened, uh, as many of you probably who follow me on Twitter saw, or I said on the N4G podcast this past week. Uh, unfortunately, my mother passed away about two weeks ago, and, well, I had a lot to deal with during that time, and unfortunately was not able to uh, record or play much Yakuza. Um, I had started the game uh, prior to her death, and... I'm going to go ahead and warn everybody listening to this episode. This episode is probably going to be pretty rough because I don't remember much of what I played leading up to this. Um, Matt, I know you're kind of in the same boat. Um, but um, bear with us when we get caught up to where we are playing currently right now. It should be a better time for all. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I made the point not to play anything recently since since it had been a little while. I uh, figured, uh, you know, once, as you said, once we catch up to where we are now, I'll, I'll be prepared to restart kind of tomorrow. There pick you up go. from where we left off. So, uh, yeah, um, Yakuza, we're continuing the uh, the saga of uh, the uh, the story of Kazuma Kiryu. Um and uh, with Yakuza Kiwami 2, um, uh, Kiwami 2 came out in 2018. Um, it's the, obviously the second remake that they made. Um, and this was a significant one. Uh, the reason why is because, uh, as we all know, that Yakuza Kiwami uh, was running on the Yakuza 0 engine, which is pretty good. Um Yakuza Kiwami 2 is running on the Yakuza 6 engine, which is fantastic, uh, in my opinion. Matt, I don't know how you feel yeah, about this, it. Yeah, I mean, th this game comes across really well, especially after having played Kiwami, you know, relatively recently. Uh, at first, at first, I just wasn't sure if I was misremembering Kawami, but after, you know, after being into it for like an hour or so, I'm like, oh, wow, this, this is different. This is smoother. It's better looking. It's easier to play. It's more immersive. I mean, there's, there's a few different ways, you know, just kind of the engine that this game works within. I mean, it, it's, it's just clearly a step up. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, some other things around, uh, you know, the mission structure and some other things where, where you know, that, that seems to have been smoothed out a little bit between one and two as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there is a ton in this game, uh, and they throw everything at you. Uh, it, it's seamless for the most part, uh, going from the streets of Camarocho to then walking into a store or walking into a restaurant. Um, there is no, like, load screens or anything like that. Everything is, is seamless and perfect. Uh, yeah. looks fantastic. The, the visuals in this game look amazing. Um, and the refinement in the combat is so well done. Um, there's some changes to the combat. Uh, so there's no more styles in, uh, in, uh, Kiwami 2. Um, so you don't switch between like the, the beast or the, the rush or the brawler. Um, you just have your one style and you upgrade from there. Now, the other thing that they changed was the experience points. So you earn experience points doing certain things, beating up people or uh, another big way to get um, uh, experience points is by eating different types of foods at different restaurants. Uh, and this plays into a lot of it. You get a lot of that stuff from there. Um, and you have like a hunger meter. And if you're too full, you won't eat properly. You won't get experience for eating um, so you have to wait a while or you can take medication that kind of makes you hungry again. Um, th there is so many things to do in this game. There's so many sub quests yeah. 
and side stories. Um, it's just a lot to unpack. Uh, but man, have, have I, have, have I not felt so good playing a Yakuza game? Because I'll tell you this map, and this is something you're going to need to go ahead and prepare yourself for. When we get to Yakuza <laughs> 3, 3, 4, and 5, you're going to have a rough time. Because yeah, so far it's a little bit of a ping pong. I mean, Yakuza Kiwami wasn't bad per se, but I mean, I, I fell in love with Yakuza 0, so to go from that to 1... I mean, it was it was kind of a, a pale imitation here, and Kawami Two really, I think, in in so many ways, and essentially every way, takes a really good step forward. So it's you know kind of V shaped at the moment. Yeah. My uh my you know my impression of these games. So I expect if we're going to bottom out for a while, I'll spend as much time with yeah, because Kawami Two as I can. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, all right. So here begins my my best way to recollect what happened in the game that I played four weeks ago. Um, I did take notes. These notes are are very rough, <laughs> to say the least. I have, <laughs> I have them on my phone. Um, holy crap. So it takes place a year after the events of Yakuza 1. Um, Kiryu has left the Tojo clan... Uh, he, he gave up his seat as the third chairman. Was it the third chairman? Fourth, fourth I think. chairman? The fourth think, chairman. Yeah, I think fourth. Uh, and, uh, he gave it to, uh, Terada. Yeah. Uh, Terada. Terada. Sounds like pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. So he gave it to Terada, who was uh, originally, uh, the higher up, uh, for the Omni Alliance. Um, and, uh, he took it over as the fifth chairman. Um, Kiryu has taken, um, oh man, what's her name? Is it Sakura? It's not Sakura, is it? What's her, what's the girl's name? I can't remember. Uh, the little girl? Yeah, the little girl. Haruka? Haruka, Haruka. Haruka. There we go. Haruka. Yeah. Um, he's taken her under his wing and, uh, is, uh, taking, um, taking care of her. Uh, and, uh, the game basically begins in the cemetery. Uh, and you can basically replay the events of the first game in cutscene form here, basically reminiscing about the people. I thought that was a nice option to give you that opportunity to, to relive that a bit. I mean, we we played it pretty recently, but had I played this a year or two later, I, I would have been even more thankful that that was in there. Yeah, and absolutely. I went through all of it. I, you know, maybe selfishly assumed there was going to be a trophy at the end because um, there was there's like three or four points in the middle where it says, "Do you want to continue on to the next section?" Right. And I I went all the way through to to for the recap, but also for a trophy that didn't exist. Yeah, but um. So yeah, um, while we're there, um, we get a visit from uh, the fifth chairman himself. Um, he shows up and um, is uh, talking to Kiryu, um, saying that so- something big's about to happen. Um, and while we are having this conversation, somebody shoots the fifth chairman. Uh, wounding him very badly, um, and it's uh, they, the agents from the Omni Alliance. Uh, uh, he believes that uh, the Omni Alliance is uh, uh, trying to finally come in on the Tojo Clan uh, now that they're weak and separated, and uh, just take them over. But uh, he believes that um, the the higher ups of the of the Omni Alliance don't want this. Uh, he thinks that somebody from the inside, the lower lower kind of middleman, is is kind of pulling the strings for this. And so, before he passes out, um, we end up having to obviously fight some of these guys who are trying to uh, to attack us. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be Yakuza without it. No, no. 
um, uh, he he has something for us. He gives Kiryu a letter, and he's like, "Here, whatever you do, don't lose this. Please take it to the Omni Alliance. Take it to the heads, because this is what's going to save the Tojo Clan." Uh, unfortunately, um, Tereda, Tereda, uh, succumbs to his wounds and dies in the ambulance. So the, the chairman is now dead. Um, so, uh, Kiryu, um, decides to, well, I've got to go meet with the, the, the acting chairman of the, uh, of the Tojo clan. Uh, who uh, just so happens to be uh, <laughs> uh, Dojima's wife. Um, I don't know. I, how... I don't have the slightest idea how to pronounce this. It's Y-A-Y-A, or Y-A-Y-O-I, Yayoi. Yayori? Yayori Dojima? Um, yeah, let's go with that. Sure. I'm just going to say Miss Dojima. Some of these names are pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, she is now acting chairman currently. And um, so Kiryu meets with her and is like, look, you need to give this letter to the Omni Alliance because the Omni Alliance is obviously trying to take you guys over. We need to give this letter which is a letter of truce asking for a ceasefire, essentially. Um, and uh, the the chairman obviously wanted this to happen so that both clans could rebuild. Um, and uh, she thinks nobody else is better to do this than the uh, the fourth, the previous fourth chairman of the Tojo clan. Kiryu, why don't you do it? Yeah, I, I really like this as a bit of a, a backdrop here because this is obviously, you know, the story of, of Kiryu. Not quite the story I thought it was in Yakuza 0 where it was like a, you know, a, a pairing of him and Majima. And, you know, clearly the, the, the rest of the series so far is so focused around Kiryu. But I, I really like the, 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 the backdrop and the context of the clans and the backstabbing and the, and the warring factions against each other at I mean, maybe it's biased because I already know the series goes on a long time, but it seems like the kind of a backdrop in which you could tell a nice long multi-year story like this. Oh yeah, yeah. Trust me, it There's gets all kinds it gets of even longer. Crime drama. Yeah. So, um, Kiryu decides that he needs to bring somebody along with him uh, since he's already got the Dojima family involved why don't we just go ahead and grab another member of the dojima family so keep in mind um uh, everyone knows that kiryu didn't kill dojima and that nishiki did but a lot of people still really don't like kiryu for what he did to the to the clan, um, so it's it's less about the the killing, the act of killing, and more just about the the repercussions of it. Yeah, he basically he basically harbored a murderer and and took the fall for a murderer because he was friends with him. And uh, a lot yeah, of the, which I, I would have thought that the yakuza would have like praised that kind of loyalty. Well, when you kill one of your own. <laughs> Some people don't really like that, and considering the yeah, act- I guess loyalty to who? Yeah, the acting chairman currently is Dojima's uh, wife, so <laughs> doesn't look too good. But she allows him to go to Osaka to uh, to meet with the uh, the Omni Alliance, but he wants to bring somebody along with him, uh, an ex Yakuza uh, and another member of the Dojima family. He wants to bring Daigo Dojima with him, which happens to be Dojima's son. 
And this is a bit of a diss to everyone else in that room, right? Because I, if I remember correctly, he basically said no one else can, no one else in the clan could could lead the clan. He's like, I, I must have Dojima. Yeah, because the 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 Dojima name held was held in such high regard. I think he yeah. feels like the bloodline should be the one to carry on this. Uh, but uh, Daigo yeah. Dojima is is a disgrace to the to the Tojo clan. Uh, they they don't want anything to do with him. He left them uh, and abandoned them, and they're just like, ah, he's he's some street punk now. We don't care about him. But uh, Kiryu yeah, is five years in prison. Yeah, Kiryu is adamant about going and getting him and bringing him with him. So, uh, meeting with Daigo, um, which there's, there's a few little quests here that I should mention, like finding Daigo, fighting Daigo, because he's like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, all this stuff kind of accumulates. I'm basically just running through the story to get caught up to where I know and what I've, what I remember playing. There's one thing I can talk about when I that I remember pissed me off, uh, but I'll <laughs> but I'll get to it in a minute. But uh, finding Daigo and uh, talking to him, uh, he doesn't want to have anything to do with us. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't care. But as soon as we mention the Omni Alliance, uh, he he's like, "All right, I'll do it." Why? Why? Why the big turnaround now? Because there's somebody in the Omni Alliance that he cannot stand. It's the guy who got him arrested and sent to jail for five years. He cannot stand uh, Ryuji Goda. Ryuji Goda is um, a, a, a head of a family. Uh, he's a younger guy uh, who uh, had his rise to stardom in the Omni Alliance, mainly due to the fact that because he is the son of the acting chairman of the Omni Alliance. Uh, and this guy is bad news. Uh, he, he's one of those guys that you really don't want to mess with. In fact, um, he is also a dragon, as they call them. Like Kiryu is the dragon <laughs> of Dojima. He is the, uh, the dragon. I can't remember what they call him. The dragon of something, but I can't remember what it is. And I did not write it K down. Kansai? Kansai? Is it Kansai? I think so. Yeah. So, uh, Daigo uh, decides uh, to go with Kiryu because he wants revenge on Goda. So we uh, go to Osaka and um, uh, while we're waiting there, uh, we're going to meet with the Omni Alliance the next day. Well, that night... Kiryu decides, I'm going to go out and kind of scan the town. Uh, and he goes out to a bar, like a hostess club. And he's just kind of sitting there minding his own business when he notices there's some some roughnecks in the corner over there, kind of just uh, being very hateful to the, to the hostesses, as well as a couple of other guys. Um, some of his guys mentioned that he is the dragon of something, and he's like, I absolutely hate when people call me the dragon. And um, starts beating the hell out of him. Uh, and Kiryu finally decides to step in. And he's like, hey, you guys mind uh, maybe just keeping it down a little bit? And they're not going to have any of this. Yeah, it's pretty ballsy for stepping in there. Yeah. And um, But he never tells his name during this conversation. They keep saying that... Uh, 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 they keep talking about the dragon of Dojima and Kazuma Kiryu and um, uh, talking about how much how he's a bona fide badass and stuff like that. And they'd love to meet him one day. And Kiryu's kind of playing coy. It's like, yeah, I, yeah. Hear, I hear he's pretty rough. But, uh, yeah, um, you guys uh, just uh, keep it down. We'll be okay. Uh, and it's one of those it's one of those conversations where both of the main people in the conversation know who each other are, but will never fully admit who they are, and just kind of yeah. 
tug at each other a little bit. So uh, Gota, uh, Gota is sitting there talking about Kiryu. Kiryu's talking about Gota. And uh, Gota tells Kiryu, and he says, uh, well, don't worry, tonight, I think he said at 11 o'clock or midnight, I can't remember, uh, there's going to be some uh, major fireworks that's going to be happening uh, that's going to really hurt the Tojo clan, I think. Kiryu's like, what the hell does that mean? Gota leaves, and uh, when Kiryu leaves the bar, uh, on the Jumbotron, it shows Kamurocho, uh, particularly the Millennium Tower, and there is a giant explosion that takes place. Uh, it blows up like two levels of the of the Millennium Tower, uh, one of which is the level where uh, Kashiwagi's uh, um, office is. Luckily, Kashiwagi wasn't there. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I guess that was the big fireworks he was talking about. Yeah, shots fired. Yep. So uh, the next day, uh, Daigo and Kiryu meet up with uh, the uh, Omni Alliance uh, leaders, uh, Gota himself, uh, which is uh, Ryuji Gota's father. Uh, there's also a few other uh, big-name players here. Um, you have uh, Takashima, uh, Sengoku, uh, and uh, Gota. Uh, the head of the clan uh, or the alliance uh, really, really wants this truce. Kiryu hands over the truce and is like, look, the Tojo clan and the Omni Alliance, we need to cease fire. Stop fighting. Both clans take their own territory, leave each other alone so we can all heal. And Gota's totally okay with this. Absolutely, let's do it. Um, but, uh, as the negotiations are going on, uh, Ryuji Gota, good old, good, the, the, the good son, uh, shows up <laughs> and is like, yeah, I don't want a truce. I, I, I want the Tojo clan eliminated. Also, I don't like the way you guys are running things. So I'm going to take over the Omni Alliance as well. And he brings in a whole bunch of his men and they basically start a coup uh, and so we're caught up in the middle of that uh, Daigo is uh, uh, really pissed off at this point because he's now seen uh, Ryuji Gota and is like I remember what you did to me five years ago I am going to murder you so they start fighting and uh, we have to chase after the people that actually kidnapped old man Gota and uh, go and save him so I remember this long transition, which is basically going through this Omni Alliance headquarters, fighting a bunch of guys. Uh, we finally rescue him. Daigo is uh, beat all to hell by Ryuji. Uh, but uh, uh, he is able to get away from him for a second. Uh, we then give Gota to Daigo and say, get him out of here. We have to save him. Here's the truce letter. Take it and go. They run off. Here comes Ryuji. We got our big boss fight here. Right away, we got the main bad guy going up against the main protagonist. Um, yeah, short game. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, and I distinctly remember this fight because, holy crap, I got the crap beat out of me here. Yeah, me too. I, I, I don't actually remember generally how hard I thought Kawami 2 is so far, but this fight in particular was tough. I feel like also it's been harder to buy health drinks that are like level 2 and level 3 health drinks. Yeah, they're hard like to there's find. there's only one or two places you can buy them from. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're harder to find, but the good thing is you can stack a million of them. Like you can yeah. have, you can have so you many get... on you. Yeah, and easier access to weapons, I feel like, in this game. This game really pushes the weapons. Um, because yeah. now you can pick up weapons on the street and then put them in your pocket and save them for later. Yeah, I, I kind of like that because it's... I mean, it's a different dynamic. I don't know if it's better or worse necessarily than different styles, but it certainly 
it certainly gives you a little boost. And I, I, I think on this, on this fight, I had to use almost all of my health drinks and whatever weapons I had at that point. And I, I had to go through all of it to get him, to get him down. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was. I, I probably replayed this fight uh, at least seven or eight times. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I was I was getting frustrated, and then every single yeah, was... time I would hit continue, it would pop up. Do you want to put it on easy mode for a little while? <laughs> and I was like, no, stop asking. That's beyond my magic number of like two. Yeah, Where like beyond two. I think the 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 learning from from whatever didn't work in the first couple of rounds. You know, if once you hit seven or eight, I mean, that's incredibly frustrating. I don't actually think I even lost this fight, but it was, you know, way down to the wire and took ages. So I I feel like more than ever in this game, especially, we really need to pay attention to our experience points and leveling up. Yeah. Um, So the level up system in this game, you get different types of experience points. They're different colors and they represent different things. So there's like green, red, purple, blue. It's it's all these different colors. Um, And let's say a stat is increase your maximum health. Well, that may require, you know, a certain amount of green experience or a certain amount of red experience. And uh, there's also ways to learn new abilities in the menus and some of those may require you know 400 red and 20 purple um so it really all depends on what you want and and a lot of them like the purple always has to do with something or the blue always has to do with heat uh moves and stuff like that so it all really depends on what experience points you're using i don't mind this level up system it's just I have a lot of options here and I'm afraid I'm putting I'm putting too many points into just basic stats like raising my health, raising my heat, raising my attack power. Yep. That I should be learning heat moves or I should be learning new abilities in combat. I don't know what's the best route to go. Yeah, I think that's a good point because I've been doing the same thing with the basic stats, but the fact that they seem to lock you a bit into saying, well, you can't hit level two until you've really completed level one. I I, I was almost like, this isn't really a skill tree then, and what's the point of having five different types of XP when you still have to kind of clear everything out kind of one row at a time? You can't really specialize as much, but I, I think that's just on the basic stats side. I think when it comes to the the heat moves and you know anything that's a bit more specialized that's where you do have the you know the flexibility to build as you want and that's i guess what i haven't done as much of either i went all i I mean i almost always do that like i started out with a little more health a little more power a little more heat like i'm like these things no matter what i choose to do later are going to be useful but i think i'm at that point i don't know how long this game is actually i think we're not more than a third in no, I, w- I would say we're a little bit less than a third in. There's 14 yeah. chapters in all, I believe. And we're through. Okay. Uh, we're in chapter six. So, oh, well, we may be. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. we're about a third then. Yeah, we're about a third the way through. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like I, I don't, I fear I am wasting my experience. But I don't, I know I'm not. Because one of the big things is if you raise your attack power incrementally, and get that level one filled up and move to level two, you'll see a significant amount of power in there. Mm. Like you're doing a lot more damage. So at least they make it, they allow you to feel it when you actually do throw points into something. Yep. So, I mean, obviously it's not a tangible, oh, I hit this button and now I do like a, a drop kick or something like that. It's it, But it is, I can feel my punches are doing a little bit more damage each time. Yep. I also want to keep it a little simpler, right? Keep the passive bonuses a little high, so when I do specialize later, I'm not trying to juggle six different things and missing out on moves that I no longer prioritize and I've now lost the value of the XP I put into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see how much flexibility there is there. I am looking forward to a little bit more specialization, though, on the on the combat going forward. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, uh, so after we beat up uh, Ryuji, uh, he's like, well, we're not done just yet. But uh, unfortunately, at that point, um, the police arrive. The fuzz themselves show up and uh, arrest Kiryu uh, for assault. Of course, Kiryu's like, this is a joke, but okay. And it is a joke because it's all a ruse. They're trying to take Kiryu and put him into uh, protective custody um, because they're trying to run an investigation. Because uh, uh, last we checked, they're probably investigating that giant bombing that took place in the Millennium Tower. Well, obviously, Yakuza had something to do with it. And they have a couple of leads. Uh, and uh, one of those leads is um, they believe that a uh, foreign, uh, a non-Japanese foreigner may have been responsible for the bombing. Uh, particularly somebody from Korea. Uh, well, there's a couple of people in uh, Kamurocho that uh, are Korean and have Korean ties. Uh, one of which is the person uh, who runs Stardust. If you remember from the first game, uh, Stardust was a startup uh, hostess lounge uh, that was ran by uh, a Korean national. Uh, what is his name? Kazuki. So, uh, they, uh, started looking into Kazuki and thinking, who's Kazuki friends with? Well, he used to hang out with Cosmic Kiryu. Let's bring him in, bring him in. See if we can get him to help us out with this. So they start asking around, Hey, anybody know Cosmic Kiryu? And they're like, Hey, I know a ex detective that used to run around with him a lot about a year ago. Who's that? Oh, how about Date? Good old Date. So they call in Date. Date, who is now retired from the police force, wants to have nothing to do with him, now gets pulled back in. So they call up Date. They bring him in to set up a special task force to figure out who did this terrorist attack on the Millennium Tower. They even bring in an old, old uh, commander. I can't remember that guy's name. See if I wrote it down. Sayama. Maybe. I don't know. Sayama is the the woman, right? Yes. Sayama is the cop that arrests Kiryu. Yes. Uh, Date uh, gets called in for task force. Uh, I believe Kazuya Scardus. No, I did not write that guy's name down. Uh, But he was kind of like a hard as nails kind of guy who didn't take crap from anybody. He's the one where you get that scene where uh, a, a girl is kind of fangirling over Date, right? And he, yeah. you know, he's basically like, "I'm retired. I'm not even that that guy anymore." And then, and then the hardest nails guy walks up and is just kind of like shaking his head a bit, basically. Exactly that guy. So they start up that task force, wanting to figure out who did the bombing on the Millennium Tower. At the same time, uh, they are bringing Cosmic Curio in for protective custody. Now, Sayama, who is the detective that has been tasked with bringing in Kiryu and protecting him, um, she uh, is uh, kind of like a uh, no-bullshit kind of person, too. Um, She really, really doesn't like Yakuza at all and doesn't really want to work with them. But this is her shot. She's an up-and-comer in the detective scene. And uh, they're like, okay, this is your shot. Take care of Kiryu. Don't let him out of your sight. You got it, sir. So uh, she arrests Kiryu. Arrest him, I put in air quotes. And uh, as we are <laughs> as we are parked uh, back in Camarocho, uh she gets shot. A sniper uh, from somewhere. <laughs> Shoots her in the in the shoulder, uh, and uh, Kiryu's like, "Oh crap, we gotta get out of the street." So uh, he carries her, and she's like, "Okay, take me, take me to this bar." Uh, I, I only rolled my eyes here on the thought that she dies, and then he gets blamed for it, and then he's on the run again. He's on the I'm run. I'm like, again. "All right, how, how many times is this gonna happen? <laughs> how, many, how many times is he on the run for murder?" Yeah, yeah. 
no no not this time uh so um he uh she tells him to take her to this bar we go to this bar and uh, it's ran by this older woman uh who just so happens to be Sayo's uh mother and uh she's like all right we can rest here uh and we need to take care of her her wounds so we go get bandages this is a quest we go get bandages she also wants some booze so we go grab her a beer and um basically um she's like okay so here's the rundown she's trying to give she's giving him the information of why we're actually taking you in you're not arrested we're trying to take care of you because we believe you have information that they know about that they don't want us to know about so they're obviously trying to send assassins to kill you of course cure you all he's worried about is the the omni alliance and the uh and the uh tojo clan get you know making peace but uh they firmly believe that somebody in the omni alliance is working with whoever it was that bombed the millennium tower which Kiryu is like well that makes a lot of sense because well ryuji goda was telling me that there was going to be big fireworks and then about an hour later kaboom so yeah sounds like they're working together but they believe that it is a Korean national who is the one responsible for the bombing. So um, we need to get some information. Well, on top of that, Daigo Dojima has ran off and is trying to protect um, the... I, I live next to a drag strip, apparently, with this loud-ass shit. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. <laughs> The fucking rednecks that live around me. Anyway, so um, we got to find uh, Daigo. Uh, Daigo has got the leader of the Omni Clan. We got to figure out where they are because he's trying to protect them. Okay. So, um, crap. I've I've almost officially caught up to where I am in the in the video game, and now I'm losing track. Jog my memory, Matt. I don't know. Um, we do go talk to. There's a weird quest here where it feels like a side quest where you need a a tile to get into the underground to talk to the info broker. I think. Right, 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 right. right. And yeah, you need to go off, and you know, you play a claw game, and it all all feels a bit contrived but I you know, I did play that claw game for quite a few time for quite a few iterations before I picked up my prize that's right I remember that now so yeah we were we, we consult with the um the the tojo clan and tell them what what went down and they're like well you're gonna need some backup for this and Kiryu's like I know exactly who to go to is he still around and they're like Surely you don't mean that guy. Yeah, I mean that guy. So like, okay, well, last I heard, he's somewhere in Purgatory doing some kind of project. So we go to Purgatory. The man in question that, we're, of course, we're looking for is, well, Matt, you the know man. Who, the man himself. The man, the myth, the legend, Goro. Goro Majima. Goro Majima uh, has um, taken over Purgatory, basically. Um, the, uh, florist kind of left town, gave it up, uh, and, uh, he took over the, uh, information broker area, but he's not really using it for that anymore. He has started his own construction company and is now building a apartment complex, I'm guessing is what it is. Yeah. I thought this whole thing was funny. Cause I'm like, wait, did he actually do this? Or is this some kind of elaborate ruse? Cause he's always dressed up in in random garbs and I you know I feel like I feel like I never trust that what he's doing is what he's actually doing right no no he's actually doing this yeah um yeah he has started his own construction company called Majima Construction and um he is building an apartment complex in purgatory so what used to be the homeless area is now becoming a construction yard where he's going to build a kind of like a a high rise tower for housing um and we are introduced to the whole tower defense mini game 
Yeah. I am going to do this once and once only. Um, do, you have, do we have the option to skip it later? I have no idea. Did you have to do it a second time? I haven't done it a second time yet. Okay. I'm pretty sure this is optional, much like how the um, running the uh, the hostess bar is. I don't know if you did that quest. Yep. Yeah. I, did. yeah, I think they force you to do it. As kind of like I think a, they force you to do it once, right? Yeah, they force you to do it just to be like, hey, you have this too that you can do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, there's a tower defense game where you have to have party members line them up from where enemies are coming to destroy your construction equipment. I really didn't like this at all. I don't care for it. Um, but anyway, yeah. Maj- Majima's like, okay, you help me out. I'll help you out. So uh, he gives us some information, says that uh, he knows um, where Daigo probably is. Uh, he's in this place. Uh, God, what was it called? A mono building? I think what it's called. Yep. I got you right. Yeah. Um, so uh, we head over to the Amano building. Um between this and then getting to the Amano building, I did probably what felt like 30 freaking side quests, but I, I know I'm sure it was only like four. I just kept running into stuff and I was like, okay, well actually this shouldn't take too long. And then it ends up taking 30 minutes and I'm like, great. So, but yeah, uh, I made it to the Amano building. I had to fight some, uh, some young punks known as the 16 bit gang. Um, but I beat them up, uh, and uh, I get the key to the Amano building. And when I get there, I am getting attacked by this guy called the Man in Black. I have fought him three times, and I'm currently on the third time fighting him. He is really annoying. And that yep. is that is actually where I'm at. In fact, I'm looking at my TV right now. It is currently paused. And I said, well, maybe I should level up my stats a little bit to fight this guy, which is what I'm currently doing. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. That's I also did a lot of uh, side quests. I haven't really done a concentrated, like, oh, I'm just going to spend three hours doing side quests, but I have been taking them on at kind of a higher rate than normal, just on the thought that the, the way they stack out, like, the experience and, like, the multiple different types – I'm like, man, I, I don't want to get to a big fight and find out that I just happen to be short on one or two of them. So I'm like, I'll just overstock on XP now and then figure out how to spend it later. The side quests actually give you a good amount of XP too. Yeah. So I've I've ran into some pretty fun ones, some crazy ones. Have you done any of note, Matt? Um, I I've done a few, but I I don't remember them as mentionable mention worthy so one that i remember was i ran into uh, a bunch of yakuza guys um who got into i got into a fight with and uh, the boss of the the family showed up and was like hey you know what i appreciate you beating up my guys and teaching them a lesson won't you come hang out with us i got this perfect club to hang out with so we go to this place and there's a hostess woman there. We're in a room, and she's like, "So, uh, who's uh, who's the who's my baby?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he looks around the room, and it's like it's it's decorated like a child's room. And there's a pacifier laying on the ground, and she's like, "I'm your mommy," and he's trying <laughs> he's trying to back up, and he knocks over the like the uh, the dividers of the rooms. And on the other side of the room is a bunch of Yakuza guys dressed up in diapers wearing pacifiers or having pacifiers. And he's like, yeah, this is fucking weird. I'm leaving. And of course they get pissed off and, uh, we have to beat up guys in diapers dressed up as babies. And then the rest of his guys were like, Hey, I appreciate your help. Even though you beat us up, we got sick of our boss's weird fetish and we're glad we're out now. <laughs> So that was one of them. Another one that, that I thought... That reminds me. I, I, do, I do remember a couple of them now. Okay. All right. Go ahead. But both of the ones I remember were around photo shoots. I got one for like, photo shoots as well. 
Did you do the one with the mostly naked man? Yes. Taking pictures of you? Yeah, I did that one. <laughs> My favorite part of this entire game so far was Kiryu's reaction to seeing him. So so the whole <laughs> yeah. time, this guy is talking to him. He's like, dude, we're going to do photo shoots. It's going to be awesome. Like, you're just going to have to take a picture of you know, take you, you, You'll be the model. It's going to be great. And so he's like, all right, I'll go do it. We go to this room. And we're standing there, and he's like, okay, here comes the, the photographer now. And it's a dude in a Speedo, and that's it. And he's like, very really, muscled. He's very buff and muscled. And Kiryu <laughs> doesn't even say a word. He just turns and starts walking out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, no, don't leave, don't leave. And Kiryu's like, why? <laughs> yeah, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's so happening here is not for me. And the guy, the guy says that he can only take pictures this way because it breaks his concentration if he's clothed. <laughs> These are very Yakuza side stories. Yes, they they get they they lean into the dumb and weird in the yeah. later games, and it is absolutely fantastic. They they lean into it really well. I think in either three or four, like. There's one, I can't remember which game it is, but Kiryu will learn new new fighting abilities when he sees people on the street. So he'll walk by some people fighting or somebody getting pissed off and he'll be like, he'll have an inspiration. And so he wants to write it down. So he starts typing on his, on his cell phone, on his flip phone. And he's, <laughs> he has this like weird look on his face. He's going, ah, ah, ah. he's writing it down and he learns it. <laughs> so dumb <laughs> yeah oh, i think in that photo shoot one i i think i did everything right except for when he says give me a fierce pose and i said something like a tiger and instead he like gets on all fours like a kitten and then and the guy's like i'm sorry that's not fierce yeah and then i had to do some kind of i don't know weightlifter stance and it was it was aggressive i think he did his like charging up move but i think the rest of it i got right but that that one was kind of comically like i thought a tiger would would be the you know the essence of toughness and it definitely was not the way he did it trying to imagine any other side quests i did that i thought were funny the only other one that i did that was kind of weird that was photography related was I went into some sort of porn shop and they were like oh we're gonna let you take pictures of the girls and I think it was like live action video and you need to like say the right statements in the right way to get her to continue acting provocatively and then at some point, like three or four sections in, I didn't get the quick time event in time, and and the whole thing ended. But the, the whole thing, it was kind of strange. I don't know. It wasn't which, necessarily a striptease, but I don't know which game it is. Um, but I know Jay reviewed one of the Yakuza games. I think it might have been six, and it's one where Kiryu. There's a there's a sub story where Kiryu is like. Um, doing online dating or he's watching webcam girls <laughs> and you can type what you want to type, but it's all selected. So you select what to type. And one of the options was just boobs. <laughs> and for some reason he screenshotted that and used it in the review. And he occasionally tweets that picture sometimes. <laughs> the game is so like, <laughs> for a game that is very serious, they lean deeply into this is absolutely ridiculous as well. Yeah, which is interesting for me because if you described that to me, I think I would say that I would not like it. I don't know what it is. You know, kind of when it comes to sci-fi, I don't always love humor and sci-fi because I feel like what I like a lot out of a really good sci-fi is that, like, that that wonder that what if and so sometimes the comedy kind of breaks that for me and i i would have said the same thing about a crime drama i'm like look this is 
these are intense character moments, and Yakuza's got no shortage of really intense character dramatic moments. And I, I don't know. I, I think coming into the series, I kind of expected both ends to be weakened by the presence of the other side, right? Like, I'm like, how can I get invested in Yakuza 0 in the character moment when there's, you know, sex-obsessed men that are half-naked walking down the street? I'm like, it just doesn't jive. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, what about all the exposition? That's going to take away from the humor. But I don't know. I don't know for whatever reason. I don't know what I was expecting, really. But it just kind of works. I I really enjoy the character drama, and I really enjoy the, the wackiness. And I, I didn't really expect to as much as I do. <laughs> I just think of that in Yakuza 0, whenever you're playing as Majima, and he's, he's scouting out the other hostess club, and you're supposed to be, like, scanning the room. And it scans, and he, it, it does like the comical like Looney Tunes thing where he scans the room and he sees a dude in a speedo like, like just dancing, <laughs> and he keeps he keeps moving and then it cuts back to him like a quick take. He's like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, these these games are fantastic. I absolutely love them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, that's 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 it. I know it's a it's a weird show. I don't remember a lot of it. I, I was looking at my cliff notes that I wrote myself on a piece of paper at work, <laughs> trying to remember stuff. But it's it, I think it caught us up pretty well. Yeah, and I do like this game so far. I like the the story. Like I said, the whole backdrop of the action. But I like that you've got kind of a clear nemesis. I like that there's some mystery into the backstory. You know, I, I think they're... I don't know if it's a theme. It's really not that many games in. But, you know, this whole woman that you have to protect thing is a little strange. Although in this, she's a cop. So, you know, it's not really clear who's protecting who. So there, there's at least more story to unfold here for sure. So um you know, I'm I'm really interested in in obviously continuing this, but even just the moment to moment is so much more enjoyable in this game than it was in the last one. I mean, Yakuza One just starting off with those fetch, fetch quests as it did really did not do that game service. I mean, it really started off on kind of the wrong note. Yeah, and and you know, here my first impression was just like I feel so much more immersed. Everything is more fluid, more seamless. That whole walking into and out of buildings was strange. I almost had to do a double take, and I was like, "Wait, what? What just happened? Like, why did the ca the camera angle like shifts under you? So you're actually walking in, and you know, it's got that kind of depth of field. So you get a little bit of shimmer off in the distance, and everything. There's just more stuff in the streets. It's more alive. There's more color. There's more density. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, just a fun fun city to walk around in. Absolutely." And Yakuza Six like drips with that judgment, drips with that as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, let me check and see if we have any emails. I'm, I think we do. Uh, it's been a while since I actually looked. Uh, yeah, okay. So we got one from Jeff. Random thoughts. Uh, let's see here. This came in July six, so that's how long it's been. Um, but we're getting to him. It says, uh, what's up, fellas? I uh, wanted to mention that after playing Yakuza 0 and loving it, I just couldn't get into Kiwami in the same way. I think the problem for me was the maybe the way uh, Zero was my first Yakuza game. It's sort of hard yeah. to like Kiwami as much because it feels archaic compared to Zero. I had similar issues uh, with uh, playing Red Dead Redemption after playing Red Dead 2. Red Dead 1 and Kiwami are great games, but I find myself slightly underwhelmed by them since I played the more modern game first. The stories of the older games are still top-notch, but I find myself missing the quality of life additions to the newer games. I'll listen to you guys as you play them since I'm not planning to play them anytime soon. I also want to show some love to a game that I just completed that really surprised me. That game is Spiritfarer. I normally don't like games where you have to manage NPCs' moods and build things. However, this game absolutely set its hooks into me. 
You play Estella, who is tasked with guiding lost souls through the transition from newly deceased to accepting their fate and entering the light. The art style is beautiful. The narrative is very emotional and poignant. I can't recommend it enough. So I have played a little bit of that game, uh, and I thought it was superb. Um, yeah, I've only seen the pictures, and it looks great. It was on Game Pass. I think it still is. I'm not sure, though. Um, and I played probably about two hours of it and said, there's something to this game, but I, I've i got other things I have to do, unfortunately, and I had to work on other games. But I always wanted to kind of go back to it. Um, it is a really neat game with a great art style. Um, but I thank you for that email. Our next game comes in from Dustin, and it is titled, I Peacocked Your Mom. (laughs) And he said, I laughed when I heard that. I have a question. Does anyone remember Dojima's wife from Kiwami? Because I sure as hell don't. And watching the recap, they make it seem like she's an important character in that game. I have no recollection of her being in it. I don't either. Yep. I'm playing this game on normal. Please don't tell me anyone. Please don't tell anyone I have major clout to lose on the Twitterverse. I could probably bump it up to hard, but I barely have enough time as it is to play along. The combat is a lot more enjoyable in this game, and the story is still the star, and it has really hooked me again in this game. I haven't got much to say since it's more of the same, and you guys will explain the story. However, I'm a bit little bit into chapter five and someone gives you a key i just looked up where to uh, looked up where to go because i didn't want to spend 10 minutes searching for whatever i needed but i found it funny if you go outside he comments about a missing scroll and i was wondering if i needed to find that reading the fact i came to find out that there was uh, the original keyhole was in the ps2 version so that they left a little comment in the game as a nod I think they should have just left an item there, uh, and the comment kind of eludes you to find a scroll, but I guess. Anyway, I hope to keep up uh, with this game, but whatever's next, I might sadly have to skip since I won't have much time for gaming. I think uh, I still think we should uh, postpone Death Stranding until the director's cut comes out, but it's your show, so I'll be interested to see what the next game is. Till next time, Dustin. Yeah, I don't know what the next game's going to be. And he asked me that on Twitter a couple of days ago. Um, Matt, I know you and I both, I think we even said it on the show, we have a lot of interest in playing Diablo 2 Resurrected. Yep, definitely. Uh, I And that comes out in September, so I get the feeling by the time we finish Yakuza Kiwami 2, it may be around that time, so... We may jump into Diablo 2. I'm not sure, though. Um, uh, that would be a good one. Are, are you still wanting to do Death Stranding? Yeah, I mean, that's... Like I said, in kind of the wrap-up of this last generation, there was a couple of real good deals at the end of the year last year, and I ended up picking up five or six games that I haven't touched yet. Death Stranding is one I absolutely want to get to. Whether it's a great game for the show or not, I don't know. I definitely want to play it. Uh, I, I would I would absolutely be down for the whole game. I'd also be down for a one-off just to experience it. Although, you know, I, I think as has been said a few times, you don't want to just play the beginning. You're not going to get the most out of that game. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I certainly would like to do it. Yeah, I, I kind of would too. It's been sitting on PlayStation 4 for since the day it launched. And I've put two hours into it. So I feel like K- Kojima's brought me enough joy in my life to at least give it the old college try. I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there, Ken included, who is like, look, this game's legit. It's, it's yep. really good. And... It takes a while to get into it, but once you get there, it's one of the best Kojima games you'll ever play. So, and that statement alone—I mean, how could you not want it? That's true, especially given you know, given what what we've experienced and how we felt about some previous Kojima games. I mean, if it's you know, I've heard mixed things, so I 
to be honest, hearing the reviews, I, I wasn't immediately wanting to jump into it. Yeah. But, you know, but I, I almost think that even since the initial reviews, I've heard more positive. I have too. I definitely have. I think the, uh, I, I think that the new has worn off and people sit back and, and think about the game and they say, you know what, that was actually pretty good. You know, the, yep. the, the initial, this is 25 hours of walking to get to something good. Um, pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, and it kind of feels to me in retrospect a little bit like this isn't what we expected, so I don't like it. Right. I I don't know. I, I want to do it. Um, I think it may be the game after Yakuza 3. So I, I, I feel like the, the best course of action would be to do Yakuza 2, then do Diablo 2, Yakuza 3, and then Death Stranding. If yeah, th- that, that sounds pretty good. Uh, I, by that time, the director's cut, I believe, would be out. Uh, I, I obviously do not own a PlayStation 5, so I will not be able to play the director's cut of this game. Mm. I own it on PlayStation 4, so that will be where I'll be playing it. Um, I need to double-check and make sure when Diablo 2 Resurrected. Uh, it is set to release September 23rd. Oh, one day before Death Stranding Director's Cut hits. There you go. (laughs) Busy month. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But, uh, yeah, we've got at least another three weeks of probably Yakuza. Um, Yeah. So, it may be a little bit before that game comes out. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we can maybe try and find a one-off or something. Yeah, a nice little one-off. Maybe maybe Spiritfarer. (laughs) Haha. There you go. Something like that. But, um, yeah. Uh, Matt, you got anything else for us? You, or are you, you good? Any final thoughts? No, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically it. I, um, I'm back in it. I, I'm really enjoying the game. But now, having taken about a month off, I need to get back into it again for a second time. So Right, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I've put probably about three hours into it since starting it back up and I'm back in so we're good nice I uh, appreciate all the emails you send please send more uh, it is drew at ztgd.com you can also tweet to us I am at DML Fury Matt is at REMGS and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down but yeah we're back we're back I am uh, I'm, I'm gonna be strapped in and ready and uh, we're gonna get through uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 um, it's been a hell of a, a hell of a couple of weeks, but um, I feel like a nice distraction would be the best thing for me right now. Yeah. So yeah, but that's uh, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much, and uh, make sure to send those emails. But until next time, I am Drew, and I'm Matt, and we're out of here. You guys have a great week. And we will be back with the continuation of Yakuza Kiwami 2.